Wait, what happened? I can't tell it. I'll gag. Tell it. My, we, I had. I can't do it. I had a sandwich with a fly in it. I can't do it. I gosh then i couldn't oh god i'm gonna gag again i couldn't eat a sandwich for like a month and a half because it just every time i just thought about that fly <laughs> <laughs> so, like it was a dead fly in your yes. sound your eyes were watering oh, it was so bad it was a very traumatic moment that is Ooh. ridiculous yeah it was bad rachel she used to never be able to eat at witch witch because she went once and saw, saw a, a rat, rat, I think on the outside of the building yeah. in another city. And so she could never, she yeah. could never go to witch Sometimes witch. things like that happen and it like, whoo, it sets you off course of what you're doing. Rachel and Whitney both have a horrible, um, uh, like, like you'll start gagging. Yes. You'll just start certain things, certain smells, certain We were words. at dinner. We were at dinner one time. No. We were at dinner one Don't time with this couple, the four of us and this other couple, and the lady had horrible bad breath. Mm -hmm. We now refer to it as dragon breath. <laughs> and her breath was so bad that somehow mid-dinner, I moved seats. <laughs> I traded seats with Aaron because I couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> so, But Aaron didn't know why. And so Aaron traded seats with me. Then he's just in the waft zone of I haven't brushed my teeth since 1987. Oh and so, and so on the drive home, the four of us start talking about it and Rachel and Whitney start fake puking and they gotta hang their heads out the window. Ooh, yeah, why are you trying to publicly shame me with all of my gagging? But it's true. There's certain things I cannot. Watch, pus. No, there's certain <laughs> words and certain boogers and all. Ugh, I can't, I can't do it. Blood is fine. I can do all that all day. But the other other types of bodily fluids. I can't nope. do blood. Nope. Rachel can watch surgery yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we'll love it. No. no, Rachel, I both are good with that. But the other types of bodily fluids, I cannot <laughs> handle. Whew. Okay, so, so if you want to freak Whitney out, put a put a bug in her sandwich. It's traumatic. After she's taking what a happens? Okay, it's traumatic. And that's what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> is that on the tug of more? As we're tugging into more. The truth is we all face traumatic moments and they're not funny. No, not like at all. flies in a sandwich. They're not like uh, dragon breath. I wish was the most traumatic thing yeah. that we've ever faced. All right, let's jump into it. Okay, go. This is a tug of more. Yes. It's a conversation between two friends. That's right. About um, how we want to pull in to something great. We're right here and we know that we're supposed to be over here and there is a fight and attention to get there. And so it takes work. It takes effort. It takes tugging into more. And uh, that that fight to tug into more is met with opposition. Absolutely. Opposition means hard, difficult, <laughs> struggling things. Why? There's uh, <laughs> dudes mowing the lawn right outside the building. And it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. And so we've had to start the start the episode over multiple times but this because time it sounds fine. like there's a Harley Davidson in the bathroom, <laughs> but we're going to, we're going to tug into more. That's right. So we're if you hear stop. some background noise, sorry, that's what it is. Uh, that's what but it is. I, yeah, I think that for me, for a lot of years of my life, I did not think that I even had face trauma, but then I had to recognize, oh wait, some of these things have been hard. They've affected how I see people, how I see circumstances. They've uh, knocked me off course in the same way that like, I did not want to eat a sandwich for multiple months when I had a fly in mine. 
I did uh, not want to face certain people or certain circumstances because of trauma of things I had faced in, in yeah. other times of my life. And so we have to look at trauma uh, in our life as leaders and learn how to walk through it and face it and keep going. The the drama of trauma. The drama of trauma. It's drama. I, I think what yeah. you said is really great. I didn't think that I had ever experienced trauma uh, because like I'd grown up in a pretty, right. my, my parents are incredible and I grew up going to church. And so, and, and I kind of didn't really hit any seasons of trauma until my like mid twenties. Yeah. And then just stuff started going kind of haywire in some areas. Right. And that, that trauma came and it really influenced me. And so we always ask for people to let us know if there's any questions. Right. And so we've been getting a bunch of questions they're kind of in alignment with this yeah. idea. Consistently, people are asking things about like, hey, as I'm tugging into more, maybe my dream has suddenly like been taken from me is what it feels like. Maybe life circumstances have shifted and what I've been tugging towards, I don't, I don't even know if I'm supposed to keep tugging towards it. Other people have talked about, uh, man, some really hard things they've watched other people in their life walk through and they don't really know how to answer to it or, or help or be a part of it. We get the question a lot about like, how do you keep going? How do you deal with the trauma? And uh, what do you do to like really be able to look at it and mm. go, I still have great purpose. My life is still full of great uh, greatness. There's still more that I'm tugging into. And so we just had to be worth talking about today because for us as friends, like you and I, but then our spouses, Aaron and Rach, the four of us together, over the last decade have all walked through some sort of trauma yeah. uh, together. And w we've talked about it before that like, we're super grateful that we had the friendship uh, to to help us walk through it. But we each had to learn individually and then together collectively how to navigate that trauma. And it, it was different for everybody. Yeah. And the season uh, was different, but some of the strategy was still very similar. And yeah. so I think it's important conversation. Yeah. So. So first, let's just define it quickly. Yeah. What what do we what is trauma? Yeah. What what is what is it? Uh, because I think that it's it's something that's different for everybody. Yeah. Because, like, Titus fell off the bed and got hurt. That's the most traumatic thing that's ever happened in his right. whole life. Right. So for him, right, that was traumatic. Traumatic. But for for but for my wife who grew up in poverty and homelessness and abuse. Her her experience of trauma is is very different. Absolutely, but I think so, for anyone, it's a it's a it's a hard jarring of regular circumstances. And and like you said, I think it's measured when you compare to other people. You might say, oh, well, I haven't faced anything traumatic. But if there is a marked moment in your life where mm. something significant uh, shook it, you, shook you, whether it altered something physically, whether it altered something in a memory uh emotionally in, in an yeah. emotion in, in, you, financial yeah it, it could be a, a time where uh man that marked moment man changed some things it changed yeah. some it, whether it changed actual tangible things or it changed some things in you yeah um, we have to really look at it okay so the question we're answering we're wrestling with yeah. is how to keep tugging into more right while navigating, navigating the trauma. trauma yeah i think first is to admit that what happened yeah. was traumatic. Yes. Like for me, I went through some traumatic stuff in my uh, late 20s, early 30s. Yeah. That was like an existential crisis of like my call, of what God was doing, of the plan that I thought that I had. Yeah. Of like, um, 
Yeah, your five-year plan of life, your 10-year plan of life. Just right. just got rocked. Like yeah. relationships that I literally invested my entire adulthood into got shifted drastically. Destroyed. Yeah, yeah. And so it it some people would look at that and go, man, that's not traumatic, dude. You didn't get your arm chopped off or molested, or you didn't right. have to I declare bankruptcy. Right. You know, you didn't have one of those kind of things. But for me. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, that was super traumatic yeah. for like, I'd given my whole life this direction and then the rug, the rug got pulled out. <clears throat> and I think when I was finally able to admit to a counselor, I mean, my counselor had to talk to me about it for weeks right? to talk me into believing like, hey, it's okay to say, ouch. Yeah. And like, for me, I refused to say, ouch. Yeah. I refused to say this affected me. Right. I wouldn't admit dude, that hurt really, really bad. Right. And when I finally admitted that what I had walked through was really affecting my day-to-day -day life, yeah. then I could begin to heal. Yeah. Some people call everything trauma. Stop it. Yeah. Like if you got that, a- That is drama. That's that drama. is drama. Like if you got a speeding ticket, that's not, that's not trauma. Right. If your latte is wrong, it's not trauma. <laughs> I'm saying like right. people no. say they got fired from a job because they didn't show up to work on time for a month. Yeah. That's not trauma. Right. Absolutely. But there are things that happen mm -hmm. that on the other end of the spectrum, there's people who never refuse to, to who never will want to admit they're bleeding. Yeah. And when I finally admitted like, dude, I'm hurting really bad from right. this is when I could really start to heal. No, it's really good. I think uh, for me in, in this season, when my parents got divorced, I had grown up believing and uh, uh, knowing that like that's not an option in marriage this is what we do this is how how we will live our life and, and it shook so many uh foundational things not even deep foundation deep foundational things not to mention like the season of what they walked through and what that caused emotionally and all that but just a simple like this decision was made was so foundationally rocking for me that it took me a long time to admit um, that it then started making me have a whole bunch of questions about my own marriage, my mm -hmm. own life. I'd been married about 10 years uh, at that time and I started projecting it onto, onto Aaron so hard, but it took me about six months to actually admit that that's what I was doing. Yeah. Because I was like, no, I'm not, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. This is fine, we will make it through. It's, they're in a hard season, I'm okay. Like, but, recognizing that like when when you hit a traumatic moment when you hit some life shifting altering thing if you don't admit this is affecting me it actually can affect things worse it yeah. affects the people around you it affects uh, the way you lead uh it affects the way you live life and the tug into more i for me i went into like a a weird like hidden depression that it was like i could smile on the outside but at home i was just empty and on zero and like not there and and so in my home life i was just kind of a mess and it was like until i was willing to say this is hard and i need help uh it, it i was stalled out yeah yeah and so like how to tug in a more while navigating trauma yeah. like maybe maybe for you it's admitting like what happened absolutely happened that it happened what, that it and that it caused a lot of pain yeah it, it really hurt and that it that it is affecting you that's back into the self-awareness yeah. piece of like okay i'm acting like this over here right because of what's happened over here right. i'm angry to that person because i'm hurt by this person by that yeah. person and for me i had a couple moments 
where I was acting out that I realized, oh yeah, I'm I'm not okay. I've told a yeah. story before about how I literally got into a, a fight with a guy in the middle of a street in the middle of a street. Yeah. And in that moment, I yelled at this guy, "Tell me you're sorry." <laughs> That's a very weird thing to yeah. come out of the guttural response of my soul. It was because I was yelling at somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. And so identifying those markers absolutely of like dude i'm losing my junk pastor right. whitney's talked about how she got pictures in the mail wrong yeah. and like they were bent and you started freaking out losing yeah. her crap over yeah. it. has nothing to do with the pictures okay so like first whoever asked the question obviously knows a bunch of people ask the same yeah. question y'all know that you have some trauma but maybe there's others that are still in that delusion of i'm fine yeah no no, no. you've got to admit it Absolutely. And then once we admit like what happened has really affected me, I think the next step is to deal with it. Absolutely. Start dealing with it. <clears throat> and it's not always just a, a one-time prayer. Right. Right. Com or one-time conversation. Or one-time like, yeah. I see this hurt and now I'm over it. It's, it's, there's layers. It's an onion. Absolutely. Well, it's, it's, we have learn behaviors our whole life or we have learned uh strategies for coping and things but when trauma hits it can shake up some of those things and so now we have this new uh way that we're handling the circumstances and unlearning and relearning something is actually harder and so like mm. we have to go i have to unlearn some of this pattern of behavior or, or emotion or whatever it is that's happened uh, and, and start to set a new strategy. And man, it's tough, but you have to be intentional. We had to set like other people around us to say, hey, when you see me starting mm -hmm. to like red line, really good. help me out, like uh, make my husband aware, but then make some other people in my life aware, be vulnerable to say like, <clears throat> this is a struggle. Sometimes our trauma is something that we've caused. Sometimes it's something that someone else has caused. Yep. And so identifying like our part in it, our whether it's just my reaction to it or whether it's what I was a part of will help us as we navigate. But man, if we want to keep going and not just completely stop, we have to put real guardrails, boundaries in place for this is how I'm going to go while I'm walking through that healing. You said a lot of great stuff there. I want to backtrack to, oh, yeah. to one of the pieces. Like, so we've got to deal with the trauma that, yeah. that came in. Uh, I remember when, when Rachel and I, in one of our other houses, we lived in Houston, uh -huh. our sink leaked. Mm -hmm. Right. And our sink, sink leaked and it got like everything under the sink all wet. Mm -hmm. And so I remember like trying to air it out and I pulled everything out and I put a fan in and I blew the fan. Yeah. And it kind of like dried up, but the house, it still stunk. You know, it had that like yeah. musty, mildewy, uh, mildewy smell. Yeah. And so I was like, well, crap. And so all of the particle board underneath the sink started to swell up, you know how right. it does. And so I had to get a hammer and I had to start cutting the, breaking Absolutely. the board out. And then when I broke the board out, I saw that the water had gotten into the sheetrock hmm. behind the cupboard. And now I had to cut that out. Right. And then I saw that that sink had been leaking for years and the footer of the foundation of the house oh, was all word. rotten. Right. And like it turned into an extensive repair. Mm-hmm. But that's what sometimes you have to do is you yeah. have to dig through the layers of like, you have to take all the crap out of the sink and take the little paper off the board yeah. and cut the board out and cut some of the wall out. Yep. And oh man, now I'm getting a sawzall. 
And when I and then I had to put bleach on it all. Right. Then I had to dry it all out. Then I had to put new wood back in. Then I had to paint it. Right. Then it was fixed. Yeah. And I think sometimes what we do with trauma is we just try to paint it. Yeah. We just want to paint over it with the new car yeah. or this new fashion or this new look right. or a hairdo or a new girlfriend. Right. We want to just paint over it. But man, the 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 what is the world you used? The the mold. The, the mold, mildew, the mildew, yeah, the, mildew. The, the the mold is still yeah, up in there. there. It's festering. Yeah, and 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 what you said is so good in that in your uh, unpacking. So yes, when you're going to walk through trauma, it's going to take more pain, more struggle, more strife, uh, more difficulty to undo it. But then in it, you're you are going to un you're inevitably going to unpack some other residual of old trauma that you yes. didn't realize yeah for me that's where i thought until i hit that moment i thought oh i haven't really faced any trauma yeah but as i started unpacking it i realized actually part of why this is so is you know big in my life is because it's connected to this that's happened and this that's happened and this and being willing to unpack all of it um it took a journey and yeah. it was painful but it in the end it was better because inevitably that mildew will come back it will spread more mm -hmm. it will do more damage and uh and it will cause i mean you know mold and mildew in your house it will make you sick oh and, yeah and it will make you and everyone around you sick it'll cause black mold to grow it'll absolutely. make your house uninhabitable absolutely and i think some people are relationally uninhabitable absolutely they can't make a friend they can't get a job they right. can't step into the more god has because there's mildew over in this area. And it's right. like, if you would just get the sledgehammer and the sawzall and go to right. counseling and pull that garbage out, yeah. whether your fault or somebody else's fault, right. then you could start to heal. Okay, so somebody sees there's trauma, yeah. knows there's an issue, there's, a, there's, a, there's some mildew in their mind or their heart. What are a couple steps? Because we're gonna try to get to yeah. how to keep tugging anymore. But what are a few like pieces yeah. to help to help somebody get that stuff out. So the first one I had to really be, I had to understand is that in the midst of all of this, God is still God. He is still good. His plan for my life is still true. Yeah. And that just because I or someone else kind of screwed anything up, like don't forget that like that's the firm foundation. Yeah. I, in my life, uh, hmm. am very relational. And so for me, other people were parts of the foundation in my life. And I had to recognize, now wait a minute, even without any of them. Mm -hmm. Like I'm okay because God is God. That's a huge piece. And like, he didn't cause all this. He's just a dude uh, or God is God. But these people are just a dude. My dad is a dude. My mom is a, a lady. And like, they're just people who made mistakes. They're just, and so they're just doing their best. And so like understanding that like humans are gonna fail, I'm gonna fail. It's a huge piece. So then the steps to go, what you already said, admitting it, talking it out, making a new plan and then being disciplined to hold to that yeah to say like because i said it like i started lashing out in my in my marriage and saying things i would have never said pushing him away in ways i never would have done before um and i had to say i will not do that anymore mm -hmm. because i've been this has been a new pattern because of my pain but you know what i don't believe that these things are going to happen in my marriage but I can become a self-fulfilling prophecy yeah. if I keep pushing it and saying things I shouldn't. And so instead, it's not allowed anymore. And I think so often because of our trauma, we we allow some things because we're like, well, we just walked, 
we or they just walk through such a hard thing that I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to push too hard or I don't want to push myself too hard. No, that's not allowed anymore. Mm-hmm. Like get your junk together and say, I'm going to start having a new behavior. It's so, I mean, what you just said is so, so good. It's creating a new precedent, creating a new, like moving forward. Here's how I'm shifting. Yeah. yeah. I've probably got a dozen friends that their trauma is a sexual affair in their marriage. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. more than a dozen, maybe a hundred, a lot. Yeah. And like those traumas, there's an element of like forgiveness yeah. too. Yeah. You gave an incredible list of like, we're not going to do that and we're going to identify and we're going to deal with it. But then like to really get past it, there has to be a moment that's like, I'm going to stop reliving being mad. Yeah. So yeah. like for you, you could stay mad yeah. at a parent. Yeah. For me, I could stay mad at people from my right. past. For a person who's walked through a fair, you could stay mad at right. for what the decisions they made. Right. If someone spent money that they, sh- you could stay mad. But there's a point that like, yep. that's just you keep leaking water. Right. And you're now feeding the mold. Yeah. You have to say, if I'm going to move forward, I choose to forgive and be, be, uh, yeah, yeah. What you just said, let it go yeah. so that I can keep going. And so, yeah, whether you're staying in relationship with people, whether it's forgiving a circumstance that happened, y- y- you got to do it. You got yeah. to. It's there's, super important. There's, there's got to be a moment where you're also willing to open up yeah. about what happened. Yeah, for sure. You've got to open up. Absolutely. And whether that's to a counselor, to trusted friends in a yeah. community, to a pastor, you've, you've got to open up. Absolutely. And, and be willing to, I think within recognizing um, f- one thing for, uh, for me, I know for both of us, that was key in that season of healing was going, okay, now that I've opened up, now that I'm making the steps, so I've, I'm setting some new precedents, but also I'm not going to drastically change anything in my life that doesn't have anything to do with that trauma. God. Like, I'm going to stay in my church. I'm going to stay mm-hmm. connected. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to sell my house in the middle of, like, we've seen people who've walked through some tra- traumatic moments in life and they just eject on everything in life instead of like, no, you got to face this. This is the only bandwidth for change right. I have right now. God. I need everything else to stay stable and structured. <clears throat> and I can't trust my emotions right now. So I can't, I can't, in that season for me, you guys were super uh, influential in my life of like, speak truth to me, speak truth to me. And there were plenty of times that I could have got offended at what you were saying. But I had to remember, wait, these people have loved me and known me and they're just trying to help me. And and so keeping close to what I know is what helped me get past the pain. We, we try to, it would be like if I saw my leaky sink and the mold under there and then I go and try to rip out the cupboards in my bathroom. Right, right. This is what people do many Absolutely. times, is instead of dealing with that smaller piece, they start changing a bunch of stuff. Yeah. We're gonna move cities, I'm gonna quit my job. Right, yeah. You know how many people that I know that have quit a job because their marriage isn't, they right. leave a church because something happened with their kids at school? Like right. these, I don't wanna say stupid because that's insensitive, but these like unwise yeah. moves. Yeah. 
they're emotionally volatile decisions. Yeah. They're not based in like actual um, when you're hurting, logic. Yeah. When you're hurting, we don't think right. Well, you said it, you've said it before that like when you get punched, there's a bruise. Yeah. And then everything that touches you hurts yeah. in that area. And like your whole life hurts. Yeah. So the temptation can be to like shift everything. Yeah. But that's not what you need to do. Um, you and I were talking the other day about like we've now kind of survived through COVID. Yeah. And yeah. that the last two years have been traumatic on Super. everybody for 35 reasons. Yeah. Talk, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I think like for those of us, man, who, who've been leading through that season, we've been like just struggling to hold on and like to get through. And I think something I read uh, that brought up the conversation with us is that there's actually this wave now of people, we're seeing the after effects of it. You know how like when there's an earthquake, mm -hmm. the then there's like the aftershock. The aftershock. Uh, and I, you know, we don't live in California, so I never really have experienced or understood that but but when there's a traumatic moment you have to brace and understand that there's an aftershock coming mm -hmm. and for a lot of people around us a lot of leaders we know a lot of people we're seeing it in our church context we're seeing a lot of pastors that are resigning from their churches a lot of people that are stepping away from the ministry they've known but it's because they were holding on to this trauma for so long and like just trying to get through it you remember how we would be like Oh man, you know it's been this many weeks. You know we're getting on the other side of it. We're getting out and like grinning and gritting and bearing it, grinning and bearing it, and gritting our teeth, whatever it is, yeah. to like just get through it. But right now we're seeing the aftershock of the trauma of the that season, and you can kind of see who was emotionally prepared for it and who wasn't, mm. because there are some people right now who are just walking through massive depression, massive life shifts, massive just emotions, and. I thought it was maybe uh, because of the what we've been walking through. I thought, oh, this is just the nucleus of who our journey and our story and our relationships around us and people we know. But I'm reading and finding that it's actually a, a national global thing that's happening of people now going, man, I faced that. And now everything is just starting to crumble. Yeah. Because there's only so much we can bear and handle as humans yeah. if we don't deal with it when it's happened, like you said, eventually your whole kitchen sink, like that whole area would have become rotten. Yeah. And, and, and truthfully you said uninhabitable, yeah. but when we aren't paying attention uh, to those things and really working through them in the midst of it, it will catch up to us eventually. And I think that for a lot of people that are now two years post the COVID yeah. stuff, uh, the reason that now it's all showing is because they had undealt with issues before Absolutely. COVID started. Absolutely. And so there was all this like non-health yeah. in in yeah. them. And then they've just been this two year, we gotta just get through this. Yeah. And then now all that's exacerbated and it's Absolutely. grown and it's turned into a monster in their life. And so things things are just erupting. You you mentioned a second ago, and I know sometimes on the podcast I go quiet because I'm just chewing. She says something that his, gets me yeah. chewing 10 different directions. No, but you good. talked about how like the punch and then the, the bruise yeah. happens. When you refuse to deal with something that happened, you're then hypersensitive. Absolutely. And so sometimes people, the reason that the COVID stuff is killing them is not because of the COVID stuff. Right. It's because they were just hypersensitive. To everything. To everything else. Yeah. We've yeah. had people leave the church 
for not what happened at why they left the church. Right. There's all these other giant things they weren't able to, they didn't deal with. Right. And then COVID exacerbated their hurt. And then one little tiny, the straw broke the camel's yeah. back. Yeah. And they're they're imploding. Yeah. And it's really hard. Well, you just said it. Uh, we're, things they weren't, they, they these were not really the reasons. It was really these reasons. But the problem was they weren't willing. They were afraid. Yeah. Uh, they were unsure. Of they what were too busy painting than, right. than and cutting And so out. it's like, you've got to really deal with it. If you're walking through a traumatic thing and you have, and it's bringing question to your mind and heart about your future, about thing, if you're not actively actually asking that somewhere else yeah. to help bring logic and, and wisdom to it, eventually it's going to get you. Go. Okay. So that's the intro <laughs> for like the kind of bigger idea. Yeah. The yeah. questions that we've got a bunch of right. are how, how, do we keep tugging into more yeah. through trauma? Yeah. And like, we just really directly said, first you have to deal with the trauma, right? Deal right. with your junk. Yeah. If you don't deal with it, then nothing, then nothing's going to happen. And then I think for me, and you'll probably have a bunch of different options yeah. for me, it's either step back for a moment or put it in a box and lead. Yeah. So like Rachel and I, so there's those two areas. Right. So uh, remember when Rachel and I were going through a hard time, um, it was based out of trauma from her childhood yeah. that then when Lily and our daughter got old enough and now I was not just her husband, but a dad mm -hmm. who could hurt a little girl. Yeah. Rachel didn't realize that right. for a while. And it caused a bunch of tension in our marriage. This is a five years, four yeah. years ago. Yeah. A lot of tension in our marriage. We were having a hard time. And so I remember showing up to a staff meeting one day not okay. Yeah. Not okay. And, uh, and I kept saying, I'm good. We can leave the staff meeting. We can do it. Let's go. We can have staff meeting. And I remember you said, Hey friend, go home. Yeah. Yeah. Now I don't do that a lot. No, I'm not a like lay down and whine about a guy. Right. But that, that was a unmanageable yeah. emotional thing I was going through that the best thing for the organization mm -hmm. was for me to bow out for a minute. For a minute, right. This was not I resigned my no. call or my church. This was a like, dude, everybody knows I'm pretending. Yeah. They don't know why. Yeah. This is not our culture. Now some churches, their culture is all pretend. Right. <laughs> everybody in the room could tell pastor's not okay. Yeah. And so what was way better was for me to like step back yeah, but for a minute. There's a lot to say in that because, okay. because I think it could have been a temptation for, for some to say, Oh, we're having a hard time. So we're going to just step out completely. What you said, it yeah, was yeah. for a minute. It was for a day. It was for, um, you know, take a vacation, take a, take a step back. Um, we've talked about like seasons of just high stress where it's like, Hey, we need to take a break for a minute. But what happens instead, I think sometimes people feel like, Oh, I am the only one who's ever faced trauma. So this is so heavy and horrible. This that is impossible. I could not possibly lead anymore. And they just completely eject from, yeah. I, I'm watching it. I've seen it on social media, several 
pastor like highly influential people who are who are leaving and stepping down and i'm like wait a minute was that necessary or was it just you needed to take a vacation uh for a minute or take a break for a minute to yeah. really deal with it and so you took a step down uh, you know out for a minute uh to handle it because the truth was in me telling you hey it's time to go home was not me shaming you or no. or uh saying "Ooh, you know get out of here with your trump it was protecting you yeah. and protecting the people around you it's a necessary thing to take a step back and to say hey hey hang on it, it protects you and the other people it's okay for a season yeah to throttle down yes we're talking tug of more we're talking yes. pulling into doing great Absolutely. things but one of the best things you can do is put the truck in the garage and pull the motor out and do some work absolutely like aaron yeah. aaron had a tragedy that he yeah. walked through through the death of tragic death of a loved one right and through that season that he was carrying that aaron's whitney's husband yeah, yeah. while he was carrying that it was okay for him to not be okay for a minute yeah and we all knew it yeah it was okay to not go to dinners and laugh right. for a minute for a minute and even it was okay work. for him to just sit home yeah and being a funk right no even at his work they said you know if you need to take a day or if or if you're in a meeting and like you space out for a second yeah. i'm understanding his but it's boss. for for a moment uh not consistently and so like if you've walked through or are currently actively walking through trauma right, right. or are like in counseling for the first time mm -hmm. you want to talk about one of the most exhausting things oh, is to jump into counseling and actually start dealing with the crap yeah because it all gets brought back up it's all in your mind. Yeah. I would rather do a three hour workout than a Absolutely. one hour counseling session, emotion, like energy wise. Yeah. No, I always tell people it will be horrible the first couple times. But you got to push but through. But you got to push through it and then it will be great. So okay. that's super important. Yeah. So don't be afraid to pause for a moment, but be careful not to eject from your whole life. Okay. So how do we tug into more? Yes. <laughs> it's all a long intro for, for, yeah, keep for going. this. Yeah. Once you finally start working on getting healthy yeah. from what happened, right. you then can learn to start to compartmentalize your trauma from your call. Right. I was able to anyways. Yeah. And I think all, all of us were able to. Absolutely. Okay. Now I'm tugging. Now right. I'm pulling into more. Now I'm leading. Now I'm doing Continuing, all these things. Right. Once I knew, okay, I'm going to counseling on Mondays right. at 4 p.m., once I knew, okay, I'm going to go talk with my friends at dinner about this subject that I've already told them I need help with. Yeah. Once I know, okay, me and Rachel are going to work on this. Here's what we're doing. Mm -hmm. This is the compartment of my trauma dealing. Right. How to get over it. Right. Then the rest of my life I was able to compartmentalize. Now it's time to lead. Yeah. Once I know I'm allowed and I'm going to cry here, I can bleed here. Yeah. Then I could lead over here. Yeah. I, I think that there is a uh, a proper timing of like there's gonna be moments where you think you're fine and then all like depending on what the trauma is where you may have a moment where you break down but what you're saying is after a certain very after a certain point of like okay now I'm now I am dealing with it now I'm taking care of it then you know the times you know the places and what you have to convince your mind and heart to do is to say that's where it is that i'm going to deal with it yeah i'm not going and, and this and, is not my life this is not my new identity correct is i'm broken yes i'm 
I'm damaged. And for the people around you that are, are, are helping you through it, same. They have to be aware of like, it was not right for me on a Tuesday, right before staff meeting to be like, how's things going? You okay? You Tell doing? me. You okay? Right. Or, or when Aaron was walking through his hard time for me to call him right before his staff meeting and be like, how you feeling today? You okay? I just think of, have no. you thought about what happened yeah. lately? <laughs> but, right. but I know and have, have known people who it becomes not only them who can't, uh, compartmentalize, but the people in their life that are not compartmentalizing too. And so like get your team to help you and, 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 and so in that. And so, compartmentalize it, understand it. And really and truly, once you've set those times, you know, I'm going to deal with it. Like we're going to handle it. When, when we were walking through that hard season in our, uh, because of what I had faced with my family, then in our marriage caused some issues. There was like disagreements I wanted to have that I didn't need to have because wait, let's hold that for a counseling conversation. Let's wait for a mediator. Let's wait for a moment where I can get some clarity of is this really uh, real or is this my bad perception right yeah. now? Yeah, there's there's so much to, to, to talk about with it. Like what we do many times, what people can do is they can now build this new identity of yeah. themselves, of someone who's walked through trauma and it makes them unable to be, to accomplish anywhere. Yeah, yeah. But if you would just have spaces and places and people yeah. where you're working on what happened yeah. and what hurt, then you can step into the how you step into the more over here. Right. But when we don't, we just muddy the waters everywhere. We're a tornado. Well, we're our expectation then is for, uh, like I said, we build a team, counselor, friends, whatever. But our expectation when we don't compartmentalize it is that everyone should be on the team. And so then anyone who asks us to do anything hard or any moment where we have to lead, they're like, don't they understand what I'm walking through? No, no, you're a leader. We Go lead. They can't understand and they shouldn't understand. Yeah. And so like the right places, the right spaces, the right people, keep it over here so that you can keep doing all of this. There's a person at our church who Rachel and I are connected to and like we super love. And not too long ago, uh, this person got mad at us and pulled us aside and kind of yelled at us a little bit on a Sunday. And I had to not physically shake them, but be like, hey, you're hurt from a lot of years of life. Yeah. And what you're yelling at me has nothing to do with, right. nothing to do with me. We've been telling you, you need to go to counseling to deal with these things. It's going to be, it was in your last relationship. Yeah. It's about to be in your new relationship. It's affecting your kid. And now you're about to literally eject on your entire church life community because of the silliest thing. Right. And trauma, what it wants to do is invade everywhere. Yeah. It yeah. wants to like water leak into every possible opening and ruin everything. And ruin everything. Yeah. We have to build a box that it gets put in where it's dealt with. Yeah. Or we're never going to be able to pull into more. Absolutely. Like, I know pastors who are leading great churches that have had children pass away. Yeah. Who have had spouses die. Yeah. Who have had massive health issues. Yeah. But when they're able to say, okay, I'm going to work on it here and I'm going to lead here. Yeah. I'm going to put God in both. Yeah. I think, I think an important piece is recognizing. So, uh, just because your trauma might not be as big as someone else's doesn't mean it doesn't need to be dealt with equally, but, but depending on the size of the trauma might need 
a day or three days or 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 a month depending on what it is so so be intentional to give yourself that right space but then once you start that healing don't go back to uh to that season and then uh, man in the midst of it you've set your team and i said it before in like my in my pain uh of not like emotionally volatilely making decisions but i think not just that but like it was right for me to come to wisdom to to y'all because i knew you were already trusted and approved in my life in other seasons mm -hmm. it would have been not wise for me to go start getting other people that oh, i didn't talk about know this. any other people that what do y'all think let me let me let me tell you what sometimes our trauma the other day i met someone that i didn't i don't really know well but i just kind of said how are you and they just started telling me everything and and you know i think because of their relational connection to someone else i know like they know i'm a pastor they know and they're telling me and that happens as pastors a lot but you may vomit all your things to somebody that you don't know what they actually believe mm -hmm. you don't know the core of their uh yeah. wisdom if it aligns with what you actually want i've known and seen so many people who will start man i don't know how could god allow this and they start researching all these things and and reading not just the bible but all this other commentary it's like wait a minute you weren't invested in that commentary before it, it can start to shift your your healing if you bring in new new untrusted voices right. new content that has nothing to do with what you really want in life stick with what you know in the midst of your healing oh. stick with what's trusted yeah and be stable in it. All words are not wisdom. True. But a lot of people got words. And even all perspective is not how, wisdom. How many, how many times have we had people in our church who are going through marriage drama? How many times has this happened? Where the wife will then go and talk to all the girls right. that she runs with, nope. and the dude right. will go talk to all his buddies at Buffalo Wild Wings at 2 a.m. around right. a bunch of drinks, and they come out of that wisdom right. from those... The girl goes and talks to all her divorced friends, and the right. guy talks to all his buddies that are all sleeping with everybody they can. Right. And then they come back and they decide we're gonna get divorced. Right. Wait a second. You just sought counsel from people who are not successful. You sought counsel from people who have already made the decision that you're not wanting to actually make. Right. And so, like, no, wait a minute. No, go to the right trusted place, the people that you want your life to emulate those you've watched carry trauma well and that's where you should be not yes not in these places it can feel better yeah. to have other people on your side oh yeah you should feel that way and now, it feels yeah. it feels good for a minute to have somebody stroke your ego right of like yeah you deserve yeah this is unfair Listen, in trauma, that's the other piece. You can only throw rocks for so long. Yeah. And then eventually it's your problem. It is, right. I know they did you wrong. I know somebody didn't protect you and they hurt you and they did you wrong. They're a loser. Okay. But at some point, yeah. you have to pick up responsibility for your own healing. Yeah. No, it's This really is good. super broad. And no, it's super, super broad. And not because we've gotten so many questions from so many different angles. But I think understanding that like you can keep going even while you're healing or even while you're still waiting for the solution to whatever uh trauma you're facing but but uh it's possible yeah, a little a little encouragement nothing can stop god's plan right so like if whatever your experience of hurt is you think it's stopped you you think why keep tugging there's no way i can make progress that's a lie from the devil yeah Nothing can stop God. God can do more in one moment than you could do in a lifetime of work.
Absolutely. He can do it. Keep, keep believing in the dream that he's given you. Keep pushing to succeed. We're facing situations right now that yeah. are bigger than what we know how to do. Absolutely. We don't know the answers and how to figure it all out. And I feel smaller. I feel smaller than the problems ahead of me. Yeah. But I have to encourage myself That's right. and remind myself God has something bigger and better than I could ever imagine. And, and remembering that it's not always going to be this way. I think is such an important like yeah. piece of it. It doesn't always hurt this bad. It won't always hurt like this. You will get on the other side of this um, and you will have fresh perspective, you know, tomorrow at a future late in, date and time. And so like, just keep swimming, you know, but keep going and don't eject on your, your calling. Don't eject on the thing that you are tugging into. Yeah. Don't allow yourself uh, to leave the circumstances because of this, because you are going to face hard things again. Yeah. So you might as well learn how to get on the other side of it yeah. now. Yeah. So the quick recap. Yes. <laughs> identify it. Yep. Admit that it hurt. Right. Create a plan to get a plan to deal with it. Yeah. Deal with it in trusted sources. Right. Give yourself time to get. Uh, your room. legs under yeah, you for a minute. It. Yeah. It's okay to be hurt for a minute. And then once it's compartmentalized, lead. Yeah. Get believe, back to it. Right. Believe that God still has more and you yeah. can still get there. Yeah, for sure. No, it's good. Dude, so good. Love you guys. I know it was a heavy one. Uh, and I hope that we answered the many questions that we've got yeah. on that idea of trauma. If you have any others, hit us up. Um, if you need help finding counseling, oh, ask yeah. us, yeah. we'll help you find, we'll do our best to help you find a Christian counselor yep. to, uh, to step into some areas of healing. Absolutely. Love y'all. See ya.